0: Everybody, welcome to We Got the Beats, the podcast devoted to teenage entertainment of the '80s and beyond. Why did I say entertainment just instead of just movies? Well, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Sure, we do movies; that's our main oh. gig. But you know, what about we talk about stuff from teen years where uh, that we don't talk about, like pop culture stuff, like music that was really popular when we were teenagers, or TV shows focused around teenagers, mall culture, uh, the teeny bopper magazines that were so popular, which I think are still around, which is shocking to me.
1: They they are because I'll tell you what, um, I, I I have them at work. There we have subscriptions to magazines for the
0: uh, for the youth. Is it because of the? i I'm trying to figure the, out why some magazines are still around. The most
1: popular thing it the most popular thing is still Mad Magazine. Just just so you know.
0: Really? Well, it's a defunct magazine though. Now it's just doing reruns. I my well, subscription. Okay, ended. okay.
1: Well, then up until it got until it, it got gotten it rid of, it, it was tattered. Wow. Uh, and well read and loved um, skateboarding magazine is super popular surfing um, I don't surf we didn't have surfing just like thrasher or something okay anyway, so I don't a hundred percent know why actually we take out the we take out the the mag the posters
0: really because see that's so I why don't... I thought it'd be so popular is because of pinups and posters because that's the one thing that's hard to replicate and you can put surfer and skate pictures that look amazing I mean I used to have surf stuff on my wall. And uh I, I just remember well, let's be fair, I did have I think the very first poster I ever put on my wall that wasn't movie related was from one of your magazines and it was Alyssa Milano. <laughs> oh
1: well, I mean I think she's wall worthy. Yeah,
0: I mean your first your first celebrity crush, I guess. Then came Amy Dolan's, so Oh
1: yeah, yep, yeah, she's worthy as well.
0: <laughs> Alright, so that's I, on the lighter I, side. Not
1: that my opinion matters, sorry. Hey, it matters. It always
0: matters. Um, Oh, okay, thanks. So that's what I was thinking about. There's a lot of stuff you can go beyond just movies. Um, But we're going to continue our horror teen movie conversation today. This one's a little bit different because this one has equal balance of teenagers and adults um, instead of solely focused around the teenagers, which I thought was a a good balance. Yeah,
1: and were the teenagers... Really, teenagers. I mean, they were more collegey, but I don't know if well, we need to, to distinguish. Yeah, that yeah. Much.
0: Well, no, I always saw college. I've always uh, considered college age stuff as part of this show because it can okay. include eighteen and nineteen. But it's also about was it geared towards teenagers? Like um, that's an
1: excellent point. Yeah,
0: because I was just thinking, like, Dead Man on Campus is a college movie, and I'm pretty sure they're eighteen. But even if they weren't, that is primarily aimed at teenagers there's an mtv production and that's stuff like true. that so there are going to be a few movies that will be about adults but they're clearly aimed at teenagers and uh, i mean
1: like pch we we talked about that uh, but being included at some point pch and that kind of is or, si- or do
0: you mean pcu
1: pcu i'm sorry okay is that did i just make an unintentional drug reference no I, I think that's the pacific
0: movie coast reference? highway <laughs> it's a PCH. oh
1: my bad my bad <laughs> California girl here. No, um, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that's what I meant, PCU.
0: Yeah, there's a a weird realm where there's some movies that are like, hey, what do you do after college? So I wouldn't say like Secret of My Success or St. Elmo's Fire are teen movies, but it does bring up an interesting fact what happens after your teenage years, but I don't know if we'll ever get to that. Maybe we'll call it like uh, We Got the Beat, uh, uh, Ending. I'm so confused. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about now. Let's just stop.
1: (laughs) Just call it we we've got
0: the beat part do. <laughs> um
1: We're so confused.
0: Yeah. um The aftermath. Call it dad. We got the beat. The aftermath. We just do a small. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's keep talking about teen movies. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, because
1: so, we, we're going to be doing this for a long time.
0: Yeah. um We got the beat is uh is in our Halloween period right now. So we just did. Uh, what were the two movies we just did? I can't remember now.
1: We did Freak of Nature and The Final Girl,
0: right? And then we have Fright Night One and Two coming up after this. But right now we are doing Cabin in the Woods and Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and both there there are primary characters that are adults, but it's uh, it's also like critical that the teenagers' stories be told too. So more so in Tucker and Dale.
1: Yeah, but I do think I, um, you know, I hadn't really given it a ton of thought, but you're right. It's, it's like, it's not just necessarily, oh, this is strictly has teenage characters in it, but also who is it being, who is it being geared towards? Yeah. What audiences are they looking towards? So it makes a lot more sense when you think about it like that.
0: So Cabin Woods, I guess- go ahead, sorry.
1: I was like, I guess you make sense
0: sometimes, but usually not when I'm drunk. Um, I was looking at this and I forgot that Cabin in the Woods sat on the shelf for three years when MGM. Yes, went to some I did not research.
1: forget that.
0: It, and then I was, I recalled. Do you remember there was a thing back in the day where mom would watch pilots for TV shows or trailers and she yep. would do reviews for it? And and yep. Cabin in the Woods is one of those. and That was like 2008, maybe maybe 2000, oh. early 2009.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so she saw that. She goes, you hear about this new movie that Josh Whedon is involved with? And I was like, no. And she's like, "Kevin the Woods. And she showed me the trailer. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. And it just didn't come out for a really long time. Same thing for his other movie, uh, Chris Hemsworth's movie, uh, the Red Dawn remake. They sat on the shelf forever.
1: Right. That one did, too.
0: And then uh, Thor came out, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, we got the money. Let's release
1: these. They're like, what? We can't We can't bank on the fact that he was in five minutes of the first Star Trek remake. That's not enough. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot
0: about that. Yeah, and he was in um, the Perfect Getaway as a, a potential killer. Mm. I'm trying to look know at if this. I've seen
1: that. Drew
0: Goddard. Okay, that's why he knows Joss Whedon. I was trying to figure this out because he only ever directed two movies: Cabin in the Woods and um, Bad. Oh, times Drew at Goddard the...
1: worked on some show. One of the shows, right? Yeah. So I'm uh, looking right
0: now. He uh, it was Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse? Alias, Cloverfield. He wrote Cloverfield, oh, yeah. he was a writer on Lost, uh, wrote World War Z, and then worked on the oh. Daredevil series. So that's kind of what he's been involved in. Now he's taking over on the Sinister Six spinoff from Spider-Man.
1: Okay.
0: So that's that's how he... Uh, see, when I heard about this movie, I assumed that Joss Whedon was going to be the director because it had been a Truth. while. Didn't he do Serenity and there was a long, long gap?
1: Uh, did he do Serenity before or after... Um, the monster movie or whatever. What's what the, was that one? What's the Slither. monster?
0: That's that's, that's James Gunn. That was Joss Whedon's not involved in that one.
1: Ah, oh, fuck me. Okay, sorry. Sorry if anybody was offended by that cursing because I know better and I'm ashamed now. <laughs> it's weird she hearing your sister does. say
0: that too.
1: You know... <laughs> what?
0: It's just weird hearing your sister
1: say that. Uh, you know why? I think that it's because Nathan Fillion... Like crosses the line, and he dabbles with both of them. But uh, I maybe
0: that's
1: why I got. Right, choose. yeah. I don't know. Um, or I'm just
0: dumb. No, no, it kind of makes sense. Those two in the same world. Uh, I'm trying to look to see what Joss Whedon has even done. Shit. He, of course, he didn't get credit on the uh, Justice League movie, but uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron's 2015. But then he uh, he didn't do a movie between Avengers in 2012 and Serenity. That's.
1: Yeah, you know, I remember I, I remember feeling pretty shocked when that whole Avenger thing went down because we're like, we'd, you know, been fans of his for a long time and thought, oh, well, I mean, this is kind of the same with James Gunn, which I think is why sometimes I get them, get I, why I got it confused, is that we had been fans since, you know, early days and we're just like waiting for the world to figure out what we already knew. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's his time. You know, he's he's going to have his time. But then when it happened, like, five years later, we are like, oh, well, that's odd.
0: Yeah, and it's also after a dud. Because remember Dollhouse? Yeah. And that set the world on fire. And we're like, oh, I guess this is kind of the end for him. Because, you know, that's a series. Yeah. You know, now he'll be just running another series for somebody. Like, the way he does with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I was just yeah. like, oh, he's not going to direct another studio film. Might be a couple independent movies, but they kept getting developed. Remember, they kept talking about he was going to do Wonder Woman. That bailed, and the Batgirl, I think, somewhere's in there, and it, it, they bailed on that. And uh, we thought it was done for, but then Cabin in the Woods was like yeah, that sounds like something he would direct and I was like, who the hell is Drew Goddard?" And I gotta tell you mm-hmm. I really like Drew Goddard's direction This and bad times of El Royale are so much fun but they're different. Oh than, uh, he
1: directed that yeah. I, I love I saw that at the theater and I don't I and I like really early when it came out. Like the first week or something, and I think that like it, I would like I and then I was telling everybody else to go watch it because it was just so like just such a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah, I. Um,
1: it was so good.
0: I would not be surprised if Chris Hemsworth had a hand in getting Joss Whedon the job because of working on this.
1: For Avengers, you mean?
0: Yeah, because, okay, so he did this, and he already worked with Joss Whedon. I mean, he is still the producer and writer of it, so he was on set all the time, so they probably had a relationship, and then Chris Hemsworth might have been like, hey, this guy can handle a big cast. You watch Serenity? (laughs) But he was also in the Marvel world because he was writing those X-Men comics.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So he kind of had a lot of potential ins.
0: Yeah. Uh, Of course, Frank Kranz would go on later, uh, after the production of this, to do Dollhouse, um, and I can't. He did some movie with um. Teeny oh, set.
1: no
0: nah, no nah, I was thinking of one just like. Him. Oh, you could be the killer. He made with. Uh, um, darn it. Uh, she played below. Um.
1: Oh, Allison Hannigan. Allison
0: Hannigan. Yeah, he did a really clever team. Oh, I've never
1: even heard that. Yeah, I've it it that. was a.
0: Uh, I believe it was a. Um. Shutter original. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's like yeah, you might be the killer. It's really good.
1: I don't is it available on D V D or only on like No, it shutter, did it did like come out on a little bit
0: it came out on d v d not that long ago, but I believe shutter has these okay. streaming exclusive I see. And, okay. uh, That's but, a little bit of but
1: little bit a lot. Yeah, but
0: a lot. Yeah, but a you're of a fan of Cabin the Woods, you're gonna like that movie because of a similar vibe of a similar vibe where it plays with of rules of the genre. I see.
1: Well, and, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, the only thing I don't like about Captain in the Woods* is I think it spends too much time on the original monsters. It takes, I think, it takes too long to get to the mystery of and show you like the big monster mash. It was uh-huh. zombies for like the first hour.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I see what you're saying.
0: And I was like, let's get going. Let's move on to the crazy part. Like, I think they could have trimmed maybe 10-15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they spent a, a lot of time to. Um, I mean, tricking you into thinking... I mean, I guess that was part of why they did it for so long is, like, they were... they were establishing this whole faux scenario that you were buying into. I mean, you knew something else was going on, but you didn't really understand what, you know? Right. I guess it's because I know now. they're... you're investing this energy into, like, you know, what you think is a typical teen... You know, thing and the the, the 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 smart one, the stoner, the jock, the the, the you know easy girl, the, the in, you know whatever. However, you know, they um the formula that right. they have for that. They spend a lot of time investing in that concept. You know, I'm trying um, it, it before was... they like are like, oh, just kidding.
0: They, they mention that. They, they bring it up in uh, yeah. the plan. We're, we're spoiling the crap out of this movie, so stop now if you haven't seen it. But um, they bring that up, that that's part of the plan. They need that particular kind of person, and that person, and that person, and they all need to bring them into this thing. But I must have forgotten, how did they get there in the first place? How I mean, is it just coincidental, or did they plan it perfectly to get all these types of people in the same place?
1: Uh, um, well, I do think that it was part coincidence Because these people were, like, friends, and they were gonna go to, like, his cousin's cabin or something, but then, uh, they had all these, uh, obstacles set up, and all these people involved to, like, affect the course of the situation, like, you know, uh, disasters that blocked off the road and, um, you know, people that direct them in a certain way or, you know, so they definitely had, uh, uh, you know, factors that manipulated the outcome
0: yeah it kind of reminded me i watched the hunt right after that and i was like that's a weird similar very elaborate setup to get people to do certain oh things.
1: i'm so glad you finally watched that i did
0: i took forever i don't know i, just, I know i just uh, i
1: kept asking you and i was like have you seen you? Yeah, it because yeah. it was what it was i think it was another one of those that really i mean kind of catches you off guard.
0: Right. It plays with the rules. It takes something... See, that this is the same thing as they take a very familiar story. This is basically a combination yeah. of like Friday the 13th mixed with Evil Dead, whereas The Hunt is a spin on uh, The Most Dangerous Game. And they just kind of... Every time you expect something to happen, they kind of flip it on you.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there's, there is comfort in, you know, the knowing what to expect and lots of people... You know that's why they watch the same movies over and over again and stuff like that. But then there's the other kind of people, who like really thrive on the, you know, the shock value of it all.
0: Right. Well, uh, they,
1: and that's these are the kind of movies for them.
0: Well, I was just thinking: is even when they reveal the twist that there's people watching them, you keep thinking like, oh, is this like a game? Like, is this where a bunch of yeah. rich people are watching this and making bets? And then it just keeps changing and changes. like, why is it such an elaborate plan? What is the reasoning? And the reasoning makes sense. Everything makes sense. They have to do this in order to keep the gods, the evil gods from below. Right. Uh, at bay. Satisfy them. And uh, I don't know why it has to be this way. That one, that part seemed almost too elaborate, like too complicated. Like, why exactly do the gods need this particular formula? That's kind of strange. Can't you just kill anybody? Right. Can't you just throw, like, murderers from prison into, you know, the pit? <laughs>
1: if they had to I mean if they got into that then it would just be too much exercise, yeah it you know, can ruin a movie and... like if
0: you think of the rules of Gremlins where they kind of spoof that in the second movie it can destroy a film well
1: they spoof it in what movie
0: uh, in Gremlins 2 they joke about the rules of the first oh, movie
1: oh they like make fun of themselves yeah
0: basically. okay but sometimes that can cripple a movie like I still enjoy signs but every time someone brings up the whole water thing I'm like oh god you're ruining I know this is <laughs> stop it <laughs> Yeah, but um, um, it is it, it's so elaborate. But once it goes beyond the zombies, which those, are it, to be fair, that is a very scary sequence. It's like hillbilly zombies, <laughs> so it's a combination oh, of like, yeah. um, what's that movie? Uh, Wrong Turn. It's like a combination of that Ooh. and Dawn of the Dead. Ooh. Yeah, but um, yeah, that one's that one's tough. Yeah, that is a rough one. They made like six of those fucking things. I know. <laughs> um, but then they get into the world below. How the mechanisms, how they release the monsters, where they're storing the monsters. Not only is it a love letter to so many horror films, it's so interesting how they select which villain they're going to use. Yeah. Because we, uh, I mean, I, we have the Hellraiser kind of villain. We have a giant snake. We have like, the gargoyle bat creature thing. Uh, did we have like twins really like Shining Everything's
1: like fair game pretty much and nobody's safe.
0: Yeah and it just gets turned on them because these kids they're just like fuck i mean the funny thing is they knew the risk so it almost makes them a little villain like because they knew they were going to destroy the world they're like yeah fuck it let's do this anyway and i'm like whoa what (laughs) i know you don't want to die but do you want the rest of the world to
1: die yeah i mean you know that's a a luxury i guess that not a luxury but something that gets invested more energy into when you have like a a tv series and, and you know and you're invested in these characters and and they have these debates on whether can you can you risk the whole world uh for for one person which you know happens in a lot of those you know buffy and angel and those kinds of things are typical but uh When you're not, as in, you know, don't have the time to be invested in characters, then they just, they just boil it down to the basic necessities of fighting for their survival, I guess. Yeah, I don't
0: know. And they
1: they don't like being, they don't want to be, I think that mostly they're just mad because they were, they were used. uh Uh-huh. I don't know. They are kind of dicks, I guess, is what the point, but...
0: If they had just explained to them what would happen like just straight up instead of like keeping a secret for so long and it just I think it they might have been like fuck okay all those children dead okay I'll sacrifice myself to save it but also at the same time they've been lied to so much to yeah. how do they know that was even real maybe that was part of the game so they didn't know until they unleashed the, the gods
1: yeah there's an awful lot of unknowns and um and I mean how much can you do in a movie that's an hour and 40 right. minutes
0: and this kind of kick-started uh, that kind of horror. Because right at that time, I think we were drowning in remakes. Um, and uh, the uh, torture porn kind of horror movies. That's where it had gone. It gone to this extreme. And they found a way to mix blood and gore. And, you know, satisfy the, the monster freaks and stuff like that. But at the same time, be very clever and... Um, and it is it's not cheap. The special effects look solid. It was a $30 million horror film. If you know anything about horror films, they really don't cost very much. That's kind of like their rules. They're usually lower budget.
1: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, they did certainly... Despite the fact that, personally, I think that this movie has a, a stellar cast, uh, even in the you know supporting roles, I guess it's all kind of supporting roles because it's more of a you know, ensemble piece in some way. Yeah,
0: but Kirsten Connolly and Frank Crans are clearly the leads.
1: Sure. Who is she, but anyway? I've never I, seen her. She's great. I, I don't know. Hmm. She looks super familiar, but at the same time, I don't really, didn't really see stuff that she had been in, so I don't know. Maybe she has that, that look, you know, that they talk about, that girl who just reminds you of other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um... But also just, like, all these great, you know, um, quality actors like, you know, Bradley Whitford and um, What's-His-Toes. Jenkins. Richard is, Jenkins
0: is, like, one of the greatest characters. Richard character actors. Jenkins
1: is, is one of the greatest actors I have ever seen. And, I mean, did they do this out of loyalty? Fun? I mean, it, it, you you got to wonder sometimes, like, because, I mean... They're pretty acclaimed actors, especially Richard Jenkins.
0: To be fair, they probably, the way they are self-contained in these sets, they could have shot it just in two weeks, you know, between shows or other movies, and they pay him a handsome price. Because I think, at the time, wasn't Richard Jenkins coming off like an Oscar nomination for The Visitor or something like that?
1: Oh, God, that movie's so good. Is it?
0: I've never seen it. But, yeah, I just... It's- it's Joss Whedon, though. It's him, and you know he's respected uh, writer director. Though I've heard some weird right. things lately about Justice League. I'm not sure what to believe anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll still give him the benefit of the doubt until um, they prove it. Um, <sighs> but uh, it's just it's a, it's a quality production. It's not something that was just like, hey, let's slap this together. We got five million dollar tax credit for Canadian production. Let's go do this. It, it was really yeah. thought out, and it's a, a challenging film because here's the weird thing is all horror franchises basically are set up for sequels how do you make a sequel to this the only thing you could ever do is a prequel and it it would lose the whole mystery
1: yeah um i I mean you just i guess you just have maybe that's what took it why it sat on the shelf for so long because or you know i'm frankly surprised that it even got made
0: yeah that's that that budget yeah
1: So, I don't know. It's just one of those lucky movies that I guess we're we're just lucky that we got to see it. Someone got to see it.
0: Right. Well, the only reason is is MGM finally had enough money to finish the the special effects, the post-production, and then they didn't even release it themselves. They had to sell it to Lionsgate. Hmm. So, that and Red Dawn got sold to Film District because they have been so poverty-stricken for so long, and now all they do is remakes, which is a bummer. Because it's just like... I'm sure they have something original out there they could do. But no, it's just remakes everything.
1: Yeah, some people are just afraid to take chances.
0: Yeah. Um, I highly recommend this one. You get this usually pretty cheap around this time of year. Because it's from Lionsgate. And they usually dump them for like five bucks. So it's it's definitely worth that.
1: Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, even for just like to, to see... Uh, Chris Hemsworth in kind of a a really different role. Um, And, uh, I mean, again, I'm a big fan of Fran Krantz, and I I don't... I mean, I guess I can see why he's not a bigger star, because he, you know, isn't, like, classically handsome, and he's a little nebbish, and all that stuff, but gosh, he's just so good. I just enjoy... I've really enjoyed him, and I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the TV set. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. So good. Yeah,
0: um, and anyway. another spinoff of sorts, uh, Alan Tudyk. You know, he uh, became famous yeah. through A Knight's Tale, but he really hit everybody uh, as a fan favorite with Serenity and, and Firefly. So this almost feels like a connection because it's set out in the woods. It's a spoof of a genre. And I actually enjoyed this one more than Cabin in the Woods. I haven't laughed this fucking hard uh, in so many years, and I absolutely needed it right now.
1: I mean, to me... <clears throat> I do like Cabin in the Woods, and it does have good repeat value, but I will say that I have definitely watched um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, like, infinitely more times, and... Uh, tell you know it's something I recommend to lots and lots of people because it's just it's just kind of special you know in it's own way and um, it, there's it just has this like unique charm you know yeah. well it's it's
0: not as plot driven it's plot heavy but it's not plot driven the way Cabin in the Woods is this spends a lot of time getting yeah. to know the characters you love this yeah. movie because of Tucker and Dale they're so affable
1: yes <laughs> you're used to big words but I
0: like big words more letters the better I think smarter um let me ask you this there's a, there's a thing in the yeah. movie where Tucker is telling I think the cop um when Dale accidentally looks like he's blowing him and he gets his shirt ripped off uh, oh sure <laughs> yeah. he's telling him he goes we just had to get away from it all came out here to the woods get away from what are they not from the woods are they actual hillbillies or were they just dopes who thought they needed to dress like they belonged in the woods where are they from because if, if they're obviously I thought they were from the sticks in the first place but they're leaving whatever they had going on to go to the sticks
1: there is no there is no basis or explanation uh a backstory about these people other than they are friends and this is like their dream. Uh in my head it's kind I made up, a sad dream.
0: I made up a world <laughs> where Tucker just got divorced <laughs> and he used whatever <laughs> little money he saved his boring ass just on the edge of the city, like construction or something, saved his money up where he works with Dale. And they both went out to the country like, well, we got to dress like we belong in the country. We're not going to fit in. You know, th- that kind of thing. Like, they're not really hillbillies, but they thought that would be a good idea to dress up like they belong there. <laughs> they wanted to live the life in the cabin, so they had to have that, uh, that look. And uh, that's what was going on. Like, I feel like they were just on the fringe, like lower, cra- lower class, uh, like blue-collar guys.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna let. You, I'm just gonna let you have that because I have a clue. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like they're playing pretend necessarily. Like with their, you know, accents and their clothes and stuff. I don't necessarily feel like I don't feel that like fish out of water sense. No.
0: Oh no, no, I don't mean um, those accents are theirs. You can have a southern accent and still work like uh, in the no, lumberyard or, or construction or something like that.
1: Sure. I guess I don't know how how I feel about your theory.
0: Maybe we could do like Dumb and Dumber with Tucker and Dale and show them when they're younger, like kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like they're just um, they're not dumb by any means, but there's some sort of just like innocence about them. Yes, that uh, that while they're exhausted from adult life, it's still like there's a level of. Um, childlike something about them. Yeah. That... There's
0: nothing wicked about these guys at all. They're everything <laughs> they asked. My favorite fucking joke in this whole movie is actually a sweet joke in a way. <laughs> when Tucker, the guy jumps into the wood chipper. And Tucker oh, des- know, he's desperately trying to get him out and he turns it off when he goes, Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, he's generally concerned the whole time they're very concerned he's like your friends are very suicidal we don't know what's wrong with them
1: i know that it's like why are these why are these teenagers trying to kill themselves (laughs) like it's just all so strange i mean i've never seen the concept of like um mistaken identity or whatever or like just like misconstrued whatever like taken in such a way before, yeah. You know, can, but just like every single thing is just a series of like misunderstandings. Yeah,
0: it's subverting the the cliches, the stereotypes, but in a in a unique yeah. way. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I think At also all. Tucker seems to be uh more cynical and more driven yeah. in what he's looking for. And I, that's why I said in my head, I was like, oh yeah, he must've got a divorce. He's like, just really like, oh, but the world isn't ruined. We have a chance. And that's why he wants the best for Dale. I failed at my marriage, Dale. You can have a good relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm making all this up. He
1: does. He really does seem like he's, um, you know, looking out for him, that he's like a big brother kind of, um, you know, looking out for him and hoping hoping that he gets a different experience in life.
0: I'm curious what the age difference is. Okay, so when this was made, Alan Tudyk was 39. And uh, Tyler Labine, by the way, the first time I ever saw Tyler Labine, he was a sleazy little <laughs> punk in Antitrust. Do you remember that movie?
1: Yeah, kind of
0: okay so Tucker was or sorry Tyler Byin was 31 so I guess it's not that creepy that he was dating that he was interested in a college girl because you can be 31 and, and play younger they never really say their age
1: no plus I mean like I said I don't really think that there was anything wrong with him but he I, he had some kind of innocence about him that made him you know seem a little younger
0: yeah. Well, he's always had this thing where, and part of it, and I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to embarrass him, but um, I know for a fact he's wearing a toupee, so it helps keep him younger. Well, it's gone gray now, but yeah. um, but I know for a fact in antitrust that his hair was super thin. It was all spiky, whatever. And that's kind of been his look. But um, yeah. having that makes him look younger because if you take that away, I'm like putting my fingers over it right now, and he looks like he should be a car salesman in Temecula. <laughs> so, um.
1: Why do you think that you would embarrass him? You act as though he's ever going to listen to this.
0: How do you know he won't?
1: Well, also, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, like... No,
0: no, we love him, and it's it's just a fact of reality. You have no hair.
1: Don't care, dude. You're hilarious.
0: Um, No, Tyler Vine is absolutely fantastic. And I remember after this, he had a bit of a boost where he started some good independent movies. Um, And now he's back on TV, which is fine. I think he was great on Reaper, and that's primarily how I think the world got introduced to him.
1: Well, I mean, I think everyone was good on Reaper, and I think they were all kind of robbed. Uh, especially, what's the one guy's name? The um, the main star? The lat- the Latino guy. Oh,
0: um, right. Let me go look at Reaper right some, now. I remember him from some, some sports He did some stuff movie. when he
1: was, like, a kid, too. I think when he was younger, he did some, like, movies. And then, I don't know, I'm thinking, like, Basketball move. I'm gonna look right Remember now. It's Rick was, Gonzalez, like and he was Carter in Coach. For, yes, it was Coach Carter. Yes. yes! <laughs> Sorry, and you have no idea how how proud I am about that. That like, I mean, I just he was really good, and then he, I mean, he's still working, and I'm really kind of four years on Arrow, where every single line he ever said, he he called someone Hoss. What? Why they made that choice
0: for that's four weird.
1: years of television? I will never know because I hated every time he opened his mouth, oh, and terrible. it wasn't his fault.
0: It's like when Sorry, um, what's the You're thing great. from um, Too Fast, Too Furious? We kept calling him Brett. <laughs> I was like, please stop oh saying my Brett. God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I yes, I think that he is a gem and. Uh, Reaper was an all around good show that should have maybe gotten a little bit more of a shot than it did, you know?
0: Well, at least it was on as long as it was. Like, there's certain shows we lock into, and and Brett Harrison seems to be attached to a lot of, like, The Loop.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you – I still remember that article in Entertainment Weekly that was about the show killers.
0: Oh, yeah. Was he one of them?
1: Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he was one of them. Oh, man. He was – I still remember most of the people that were in that article even, and I was just like, well, he did kill everything, and, like – uh i don't know if this is how you pronounce her name lana P- padilla um or P- i don't know it's do you know who i'm talking about no, Lana i padilla. Idea. uh i don't know how if that's how you pronounce her name but she was on that article about show killers and literally she was every show she was on got canceled right away until she was she finally was on like a once Upon a Time, and it, the show lasted for like seven years, and finally... Oh, focused. no, I don't know who you're
0: so talking Par- about now. Yeah, Paria. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Paria. She was on Boomtown or something?
1: Yeah, Lana okay. Perea, and it was just like, you're so good, you're so good, and all these shows get canceled, and then finally, like, you know, finally something works, but yeah. for well, a lot of people...
0: As long as you're happen. reliable, professional, and, and you never phone it in... I think people will keep hiring you no matter what, because some of these actors, yeah. they have been, I mean, Jason Bateman was in so many flops, and then all of a sudden yeah. got it, and that guy from Warehouse 13, he was on a ton of flops, and he finally made it, and Tyler Levine is another oh, one of those guys where I think yeah. people, yeah,
1: Eddie McClintock or yes, whatever? Yes, yes,
0: uh, but both the Alan Tudyk and uh, Tyler yeah. Levine both seem like guys who, for some reason, can't lock into any successful shows, but people love working with them, and they're really reliable, so they keep yeah. getting hired. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not like Alan Tudyk doesn't get work. He's everywhere. Right, but he's everywhere. never really had
0: anything that you can lock down, though, as, like, his besides Firefly. Yeah, I guess. Um, But Katrina Bowden is oh, from Alan, 30 Rock, which I, I didn't find out until just now. I did. I thought that was a totally You didn't diff- know that? No, I thought that was a totally different girl, and I looked it up, I was like, oh, 30 Rock. I haven't seen 30 Rock since, oh. God, maybe uh, more than 10 years. I, I, I bailed around on season 3.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, that's a bummer. She's on... Why is she being wasted on the bold and the beautiful? What the hell? She's pretty damn good in this.
1: That's a bummer.
0: She's the most mature, put-together person in this whole movie. She tries to get them to talk to each other. (laughs) When that guy, uh, Chad, he tells his backstory. She's like, "Uh, okay, thanks for sharing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was so messed up. And then, like, the other thing, too, is... um, like, she was like, oh, I want to be a therapist, and you're like... And, and afterwards, I'm thinking, gosh, she's going to be the worst therapist ever. <laughs> but she has a good heart. And she wants yeah. to help people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed her character. Um, and then and when they do fall in love, it's not unbelievable. which A lot of these movies, you're like, they're just forcing this.
1: Yeah, no, it felt like... It, it, despite their potential differences, they... Uh, you get it, yeah. He's sweet, and, you know, she's not a close-minded, crazy teenage girl who thinks that the world's about to kill her. Um, the, the, the choice that they made with the main guy, like Chad or whatever, that whole thing was super weird, but also I just got the vibe that they were desperately trying to find someone who was just like, He reminded me so much of, um... Chug
0: from Disturbing Behavior?
1: (laughs) That, yeah. But also, I mean, what's the name of that guy on, um... (sighs) Uh, I will remember in a minute, but... You can continue. Okay,
0: <laughs> pause for technical difficulties. Da, 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 I da,
1: mean, da. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of information in our heads, and generally, we're like pretty sharp about it. But I just can't remember all the names. No, I well, man, just I, I just explained this
0: before. That in my head, it's like a pinball game, and I'm trying to control the ball. And then sometimes I get the extra bonus balls, and I have so many flying around. And I don't know how to control it. And that's those are the thoughts in my head, and so it's hard to filter through <laughs> and say what I want to say.
1: Yeah, it's not that it's. Sh- I don't really have that. It's just I just. Yeah, but trying to like dig out what is dig out a little like nugget of fact or whatever that's in there somewhere, and yeah. it just takes me a while to like just get it out. Um, but he's like one of those quintessential
0: for- uh, tools. But he's he's so Canadian. You can just smell the Canadian. P-
1: Peter Facione. Uh, Peter Facione. Yeah. In like
0: uh like can't hardly wait the,
1: yes but like can't a, hardly wait version version of him it's just like just uber douche
0: yeah uber douche but also psychotic which which Mike didn't have
1: <laughs> yeah he's half the reason this shit if, happens if, in the first
0: place too because they're like let's go to the like, no Mike man let's keep these fucking a little asses. too far
1: yeah yeah yeah. Plus, and then and then it just like that weird twist with his backstory, and then he just like goes nuts, and you're just like, oh my gosh.
0: When he they burn his face, uh, that is that is a memorable what? villain. Yeah, he's like Two Face, even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe we're like picking at little details too no, much. No. But, but I uh, uh, but, go, go ahead. I don't know what I was gonna say. Just that, just just that. I think that these this movie especially falls under that category of like not enough people have seen this movie and but pretty much anyone who does enjoys it like it's just one of those hidden gems you know
0: yeah i remember it got a lot of acclaim um it was released by i believe magnolia films but they never Mm -hmm. do wide release they only ever do um day and date kind of premieres where they do streaming online the day they'll also be in movie theaters but a lot of movie theaters won't oh, take okay. them because they're like, why the fuck would we put this in our theater spend all this time taking up that space uh, if yeah. you're going to make it available at home for just a couple bucks more or, or less? Sometimes it's less. And you're like, why would I, Why would you do that? So they won't put it. So some yeah. of the desperate independent theaters will be in there. But still, despite that, I believe it's the number one movie from Magnolia Films because it made $5.6 million And they're never the kind of company that makes more than like a million dollars at a time.
1: Maybe they made money off of the the fact that I've seen it like... <laughs> well, you didn't see it in theaters times. Though, so. Oh, darn. I would have if I had known better. Or if I could have.
0: I'm looking it up right now. I want to see Magnolia Films. I really do believe it's the number one movie. Like, Oh, it's the 10th anniversary. I didn't realize that. Oh, hold on. Have, I'm, reading I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading this wrong. I just did a summary... Uh, Wikipedia just gives a summary it did not make very much money in America it only made 223000 in America but it made $5 million internationally
1: well other people have a better sense of humor than Americans
0: it was big in France oh and, uh-huh. <laughs> and Russia that does,
1: not su- that does not surprise me
0: <laughs>
1: we just we just got really done there yeah we did um, I mean,
0: but it's a lot of physical humor it makes sense why it's still, well internationally because a lot of it is visual and the gags they set up are like Looney Tunes gags gone horribly wrong. Like, can you imagine if the Roadrunner ended up murdering the, the coyote? It's those kind of setups.
1: Yeah. Trying to see if there were uh, any interesting tidbits about this. This movie was also shelved for three years before it was finally released. No shit. Okay. A special feature on the DVD plays the movie from the college kids' perspective, oh, in which Tucker I, and Dale are murderous villains. <laughs> i got to see that, then. I do, too. Oh, my god! I don't think I have the DVD, though. Yeah, I have it on
0: my voodoo, so...
1: But does the voodoo has the extra features? Oh
0: no, this is before that was allowed on, on Hulu. They should just go retroactively just add those.
1: Well... Damn it all. I know.
0: I went to watch Mystery Team, and uh, they took it off, and it's not available anywhere. You have to buy a used DVD. It sucks.
1: Ah, that's weird. I think I I haven't watched Mystery Team in a really long time, but I think I watched it on Netflix back in the
0: day. But uh, I thought it would be really fun to do that in a future episode, and maybe uh, the Three Investigators movie that came out in Germany, because clearly Mystery Team is a parody of Three Investigators.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: All right, anything else you want to say before we go?
1: Um, I don't think so. Just like, if you haven't seen this movie, what the fuck are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, it is amazing.
0: It's funny. Is all four movies basically? uh... Well, no, Cabin in the Woods was a hit. Never mind, I forgot. But they were. They always seem like they had some sort of trouble, either from getting released or or uh, uh, a studio backing them. But um, yeah, they're all very worthwhile finding. Uh, Final Girl still is my I think my favorite horror movie. But the next episode is covering. The one that always battles it out for my favorite horror movie—that's *Fright Night*.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm really pleased with the movies that we've decided to talk about so far, especially for the, you know, the Halloween season. Right. Because I don't really like super super creepy movies. Uh, I I I like ones that you know do have a, a, a definite humor element to it or something unexpected. Because I just I, I don't think I can handle straight up horror. So um, this is always a nice way to get to, to get that experience. I like a little scare, but mostly a scare with a laugh. Now so. has that changed? Yeah,
0: because I feel like we, we used to watch horror movies a lot. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think that you may have fucked me up.
0: Okay, uh, I did take you to see. I don't Halloween. know. I don't know. Well, I sat there just thinking the other day. I was like, "Why did she go see Halloween H two O with me? I can't figure that out. Why did you go? Well, Maybe it was because the young because hip cast." Just-
1: joseph gordon levitt was in
0: it yeah we watching Dawson's Creek with michelle williams it's so weird but also, but also
1: those movies are different though because i mean yeah i guess they're scary but they're not like they're not like rob zombie scary you know they're not like i mean i think that was a time when scary movies weren't weren't Gory and horrifying. Okay, so they're kind of
0: mainstream horror movies. They're meant for the masses, so they're little. Yeah, they're still horror, but they're not meant to just. just, I think I know exactly what turned you. It was cigarette burns. After you watch cigarette burns, you're like, (gasps) fuck that shit. I'm done. So.
1: (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh! I could have lived my whole life without ever hearing you say that because I think I'd forgotten it existed. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> oh shoot um, if you guys don't know what that is look it up but I'm not talking about it
0: at okay. oh, oh, all please right. you're so, right that... I,
1: think, I think that was it
0: <laughs> I think you're swallowing your microphone too out of fear
1: <laughs> and on that note I'm going to go cry.
0: Okay. <laughs> Everybody, check us and then,
1: out. And then I'm going to go watch Halloween Town, all <laughs> four movies to just soothe my soul.
0: I've been thinking about it. They have a Halloween Town festival up here sometimes. because I know. Trying- I
1: want to go because it sounds cheesy and fun. It
0: was. Um, so check us out on Facebook under Video Night Podcast. We are the spinoff from that. Um, and that is it. Uh, see you in a couple weeks with Fright Night 1 and 2. Yay! i <coughs>